It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everyone, it's Ron Johnson, and this is the Ron Johnson Show on Locked On Sports Minnesota. Uh, A lot of headlines. We got Jordan Addison. We got Everson Griffin. But it's training camp, and it feels like training camp has been put on the back burner due to news. But We're going to talk about all of that coming up on the Ron Johnson Show. Locked On Sports Minnesota Podcast. It's endless Minnesota Vikings talk with the diverse voices of your local experts. Now the Ron Johnson Show. On the field, in the broadcast booth, Ron Johnson is Minnesota sports. He's played with them, hung out with them, and grown up with all the big names in Minnesota sports. They're hanging out with Ron Johnson. It's the Ron Johnson Show on the Locked On Sports Minnesota podcast. And it starts now. Hey everyone, it's Ron Johnson, and this is the Ron Johnson Show on Locked On Sports Minnesota. I'm your host, and I'm thankful for everybody that's joining us on YouTube, uh, Amazon Fire. If you're on the Roku device TV, hey, glad to see you. I hope you guys like my shirt. But again, I'm Ron Johnson. This is the Ron Johnson Show on Locked On Sports Minnesota. I want everybody to know this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Just visit fanduel.com backslash locked on to make every moment more because when you put money on the line, five bucks, ten bucks, it makes it a lot more fun. Trust me, I've done it. I've experienced it. I don't care about the Nuggets or the Lakers, but because I had money on it, I was dialed in, tuned in, and I was hoping the five and a half points hit, and it did. So make sure you do the same. Well, as I bring my producer to the show, Sam Exham, uh, we got a loaded show of topics. I mean, anytime, it's a beautiful Monday, sun's out, no rain, anytime you have a whole weekend, you expect to come back and just talk sports. But, of course, we know that's not normal around this time of the year. It's summertime, Sam. People tend to get in trouble. We, we're going to talk about Everson Griffin at some point. He's a friend of ours, though, so I have a, a different take on this. I know Everson Griffin. Uh, you know, he, he, my, he invited my daughter trick-or-treating uh, mm-hmm. last year, the year before last. So she went out with Everson Griffin and his family, and some of her friends all rolled with them, and they went around their neighborhood. So – I have a different perspective on this, um, so we'll talk about that uh, later in the show. But Sam, it's training camp coming up, and I know you know we we're going to talk about uh, what big things am I excited for. So before we do that, Sam, I got some for you. Yeah, analytics, and we'll dive into this a little bit more later in the week too. But there are some analytics. I don't know if you saw the analytics. There's analytics right now saying percentage chance to win the Super Bowl, percentage chance to win okay. the. and this is espn's analytics and they do the power rankings i guess you want to call it there's a team i i I can't believe they did this usually like i I, you know you you saw dumb and dumber you so you're saying there's a chance there's a team and and they only went one decimal point over so it's point zero so i'm guessing it must be point zero something but even that it's like man you giving them no chance they gave one team point zero chance to win the Super Bowl. Now, again, it doesn't go over, you know, more decimal play or whatever places. So it could be a number over there, zero, zero, five, zero, zero, six, sure. who knows what. But what team do you think they gave 0% chance to? Um, This is a, this is a really fun question. <laughs> I think it's the Tex- Texans. Close. Texans have a 0.1% chance. 0.1% chance for the Texans. They gave 
Coach Jonathan Gannon. The Cardinals. From the Eagles. A 0% oh, chance. I don't know if you on. saw his, his – did you see like his Instagram thing? You probably didn't because I know you're not a big social media guy. But his first meeting with one of his players, I don't know what player it is. I've been meaning to like look up what player he's talking to. But he meets him for the first time, shakes his I've hand. I've seen First this. of all, you saw that, right? When everybody's like, is that Murr? Boo, like, boo, is, boo. Yeah, they're like, is this Murr? Like, somebody's like, this has to be Impractical Jokers. So, Because I don't know if you've seen that, where they, they put the picture up of the three friends, and they're like, hey, Murr, act like you're the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. And then Gannon <laughs> walks in, and he does the pew, 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 explosive, explosive, explosive. And hits the guy on the shoulder, you're explosive, man. Like, we just met, and that's what you say to me for the first time, pew, pew, pew. You're explosive. You're explosive. It's like, what? So I think in that moment, ESPN was like, okay, let's let's take this one away because he's not even – we only want to give him 1% chance. You have no percent chance of winning the Super Bowl, and that's where they put the Cardinals. So I know the Cardinals probably are pissed off because imagine showing up to training camp, you have 0% chance. The Vikings, on the other hand, speaking of training camp, around the corner, when they show up to training camp this week, Sam, do you know what their percent chance is to win the Super Bowl? I haven't seen this, so I'm going to take okay. a guess. Yes. I love it when you own me. Yep. Um, I'm going to guess with the decimal point, too. Let's go 3.2%. Oh, very close. Flip that. 2.3. Yes. They gave them a 2.3% chance to win a Super Bowl. They gave them a 5.9% chance to make the Super Bowl. And they have them ranked 13th. So they are the 13th best odds to win the Super Bowl. Now, because they didn't give a ton of odds to everybody else, and that's the other thing. But here's the thing. The Lions are number one. They have the Lions as the seventh best team in the NFL to win the Super Bowl. 4.3% chance. 9.9% chance to make the Super Bowl. They're giving them a 10% chance to make it, Sam. 10% chance the Lions are going to make the Super Bowl. A 21% chance to make the conference championship. A 41% chance to make the divisional round championship. A 43.2% chance to win the division and then a 65% chance to make the playoffs. So they're saying the Lions are in the playoffs. They're saying they have a 7% chance to make the playoffs. But here's the thing. To win the division, they're saying they only need to win 9 to 10 games. But they also say the Vikings can win 8 to 9 games. So they're putting it very close. Like, I understand the odds makers and what ESPN is doing in their power rankings. So if they're wrong, they're like, well, we did say that. I mean, it was it was, it was was like less than one win apart. Because they, they have the Lions at 9.4 average wins and the Vikings at 8.6. So it's less than one. So they're putting them very close together. 51.8% chance for the Vikings to make the playoffs. Again, that's 13th. So they're saying the Vikings are going to make the playoffs because we know 14 teams make it. They have a 28.7% chance to win the division. So they're saying division champs, 28% chance. Lions, 43% chance. And then where do you think the Bears and Packers fall? Like, who do you think they have ahead of who? I would guess the Packers... Mm-hmm. Have a slight edge on Chicago. Am I Wrong. Right Wrong. Wow. They do not respect or love Jordan Love. No love for love. There is no love for love. I feel like Jordan Love's going to show up every day with this shirt. I try, guys. I try. I try <laughs> to do my best. Yeah, it's close to with them, though. They're saying the Bears can win 7.8 games. They're saying the Packers can win 7.4 games. So, again, it's it, they're both at seven to eight wins. Um, they're, so they're also making this look division look like one of the worst, except for because the Cardinals, you know, is bringing their division down. It's making them look really bad. But it's saying that NFC North is going to be really close. Uh, 34% chance for the Bears, 
29, 27% chance for the Packers to make the playoffs. So 23rd and 25th. So again, they're close 23rd, 25th. So neither of those teams they have making the playoffs and then Super Bowl chance. They gave them a chance 0. 0.6, for the Bears, 0.5 for the Packers. So when you think about this whole thing, Sam, one, everybody, Vegas, whoever, ESPN, they're all giving the power to the Lions. And so when you ask me this question, Sam, and now you can ask it, what's the question of the day, Sam? Well, it's training camp eve. Yeah. Training camp is tomorrow. The whole team reports. And, and I think they practice the first time the next day, but everybody's yep. going to be there tomorrow. Yep. Uh, what are the three things that you're most excited about going into camp? Is it Are they football-related? Or are they kind of off the field stuff? Is it the expectations? Is it the contracts? What are you looking forward to? Well, first, I want to see if Netflix was a trend or was that a mirage? Like, is Kirk Cousins really who he says he is without Netflix around? Because now I feel cheated. I feel lied to. I feel bamboozled. Like, I feel like I was given a, a bill of goods and it might not be all there. Like, Kirk doesn't really want to take his shirt off all the time. I feel like Netflix talked him into the hey we got another hundred thousand dollars for you take your shirt off like i feel like they had an earpiece in them the whole season hey hey pants off now <laughs> kiss your wife <laughs> go go hug kevin o'connell <laughs> like like it was kevin o'connell and then he also had netflix like it was peyton manning peyton manning had an additional microphone because we know he knows how to be an offensive coordinator and peyton manning was the additional like kirk cousins walked around with with Peyton Manning in his head the entire season. Hey, throw the ball to Justin Jefferson in this play. I know I know Kevin O'Connell said this. Check check out of this. Check out of it. Omaha this. Omaha this one. So we'll see. We'll see if Kirk Cousins was a trend. If this is really a trend. Is Kevin O'Connell, his Dr. Bromnell, Bronnell, sorry. Um, have they have they unlocked something in Kirk Cousins that Mike Zimmer never could? That's what I'm excited to see first. I want to kind of see how he interacts with the team, with the players. Uh, now you got guys like Adam Thielen gone, Dalvin Cook gone. So this is starting to really feel like Kirk Cousins' offense now. Like there's no veterans around that have been here before Kirk. Uh, there's no guys that you defer to before Kirk. So even with TJ Hawkinson, I feel like this is Kirk's, like truly now Kirk's offense. Um, so I want to see. I want to see what 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 KDC does. Yeah, I'm giving him that nickname. We're going to stick with that. I'll see. I like KDC. It makes him sound edgy. So I want to see what KDC does. I want to see what Kirk Cousins does. KOC uh, and KDC. Exactly. I yeah. like it. Uh, that's one. Um, two, I want to see uh, this defense. Like, that's the other training camp storyline. I want to see what this defense looks like. We'll talk about that in the Daily 3-2 because I know there's some content and some uh, um, concern Coming up, play a little game of are you content? Are you concerned? Coming up in the seven second, second segment. But I want to see the defense. I want to see what Brian Flores puts out there. And then thirdly, though, honestly, now because of the headlines, I just want to see how Jordan Addison acclimates himself to this team. Because when you walk in and you're free-minded, free-spirited, and you have nothing to worry about, you just play, play, play. When you have a black stain on your resume, when you have – uh, like a black cloud following you around, it can get to you emotionally and mentally. Like, is he going to overdo like practice? Is he going to overthink stuff? Is he going to be worried about this? He did put out a statement. He did say, I don't know if you saw that, Sam. He put out an official statement saying, I yeah. apologize. Uh, I wasn't thinking clearly. I shouldn't have done it. Um, and so from that aspect, I hope he has learned. He said, I'm going to learn from this. So hopefully he does. Um, but I, I do. I want to see how he acclimates himself uh, to this offense because I want to see what the Vikings do. Like, do they start off with him with the threes? Like, hey, look, you got to earn it now. 
Like we we were giving it to you, but now you got to earn it. And then also, is he going to even practice? Because he's been hurt. He was hurt all training or uh, OTAs and stuff. He wasn't really practicing. So I want to see, does he even practice? Like we haven't really, we saw a couple highlights of him running routes. We saw Kevin O'Connell throwing him the ball. Uh, we saw a couple, like one day of routes. And then after that, that was it. Shut it down. We haven't seen him. So I, I want to see that too. I don't know, Sam. What are you, what are your three? Yeah. So number one, I alluded to this on the round table on Friday, but you've got a lot of rookies at very visible positions. And I want to mm. see how they fare. So Jordan Addison, wide receiver, like he can definitely make some highlights here at training camp. He's going to be going against maybe the rookie corner, his former teammate, Makai Blackman. How is Blackman going to work his way into this rotation? Is he going to be a nickel or an outside? I want to see what they have him doing. Jaron Hall. I can't wait to watch Jaron Hall. I hope they give him some reps with the twos. Even if he's not your number two quarterback right away, I want them to put him in those spots. So at least he's throwing to some better receivers. He's got some better protection. Uh, I want to see Jaron Hall and I want to see Dwayne McBride. I mean, those are the four rookies that are kind of at flashier positions that I think could, could really stand out and maybe be the stars of camp. So definitely watching for that. I'm watching on defense. Are we going to have some positions by committee? Um, cornerback I don't know if we know who the starters are going to be is it just going to be a big rotation is defensive tackle going to just be a big rotation um or are they going to settle on some favorites that are actually going to be your entrenched starters or is Brian Flores just going to get them on the the merry-go-round and send everybody in there at different (laughs) times um and then uh I'm I'm watching special teams you know I want to see if Greg Joseph can hang on to this job seems like he's in a, a competition of some kind every year uh is this the year that he gets knocked off the perch or does he hang on to that position um that's what I'm watching for at camp amongst many other things I mean the the contract stuff that's all very interesting to me Daniel Hunter will he report we'll probably get to that uh in the next segment as well yeah, I mean, I, I do I do agree with that, too. Special teams, um, I think it's always been like a, a, a scary thing to talk about. I, I'm not talking about it. I'm going to let you talk. I don't want to talk about special I don't want to worry about the kicker, Sam, this year. I want to go into TCO performance. It's funny, too. Speak of the devil. The Vikings just text me like, hey, Ron, hmm. what's your schedule like this week? Because uh, I know I alluded to it um, before with Spice, and I know I've talked to you about it, so I'm excited about this upcoming season. We got some content, I guess you want to call it. Speaking of content or concern, we got some content we're going to be shooting this season for the Vikings. And so, uh, literally, as we were speaking, I got a text from them, which I, you were like, I, I literally, like, I've been so entrenched in softball. Um, I kind of forgot training camp starts this week. Like mm-hmm. I was, I've been like dialed into like my daughter's softball. Like I even told the, uh, I told the Vikings this as well. Like Sunday, I know is usually our big show we do for the pregame deal. And so I was like, Hey, but my daughter, if she's in the, in the, in the bracket play championship stuff Sunday, um, I need to kind of know what time you guys want to shoot this because I got it. Like but the good thing is the, the tournaments in Lakeville prior Lake area. So it's not far from Egan. And I was like, hey, like, I'm, I'm not missing this. She's playing 14U. She's playing up. Uh, this is the last tournament of the year, so I can't miss that. But, yeah, Sam, like, it's, it's uh, funny. Like I said, as I read this, like, it's, it's like, hey, we want to talk about the football identity. We want to talk about some of these players' lives. So I'm excited. This is something new. Something's not been done before. So I'm kind of excited about doing not just football. But I'm very thankful for Locked On. I'm very thankful for the Minnesota sports fans. I'm thankful for you, Sam. Uh, and I'm, I'm thankful to David Locke and, and Tegna because the Ron Johnson show has not just been sports, Sam. We've talked movies. We've talked everything. So, like, I think I've shown my range. And so I'm excited uh, for this season of, of what it can be. And then the best thing about this, Sam, is I can do that show 
And then I can bring it right back to the Ron Johnson show. Like, look, on this week, this is what we talked about with the Vikings. This is what we talked about with maybe a player. This is what we mm-hmm. saw from the season. It's going to be like a weekend recap type show. Uh, like what was the best and the worst of the weekend. So I'm looking forward to that because I'm just going to, we're going to bring it over to the Ron Johnson show as well. A smaller version of it because we can't, you know, it can't turn to a 30 minute what, what was the best of the weekend. But we can definitely break it down in the first segment or maybe the second segment every Monday is going to be what, what, what happened. What, what what happened this season? And, and I'm so excited, Sam, because usually during the year, and people too, as we get into the second segment, heading over in a minute, we got a word from our sponsors coming up. But Sam, I even thought about this. I said, Sam, you know what? I love talking to you, Sam. I love getting your take. I think we need to cut it down. The Ron Johnson Show is going to make a little transition during football season because we want to give you guys as much content as we can. It's only going to be about one or two guests a week. We're not going to do the three, the two every time. It's going to be about one to two. Because I think there's a lot of stuff we miss. And we need to make sure we're talking about it. Because this season is going to be loaded. Like, I'm going to have my eagle eye on Kirk Cousins at all times. I'm going to do a Kirk, a KDC update. Like, we're going to talk about the KDC update at training camp. Um, not sure if I'm going to show up tomorrow or not for like the reporting. I want, like, I want to just Kurt walk in shirtless day one of training camp. Like there's so much we could talk about Sam, but we got to get into this second segment. Uh, I want everybody to know too. make sure you download, like, and subscribe on YouTube. It's the Ron Johnson show. It's locked on sports, Minnesota though. You drop download, locked on sports, Minnesota, subscribe to it on YouTube. You should need the email address, but also Amazon fire and Roku as well. And wherever you get your podcast and We'll be back after this word from our sponsors. Yeah, we're talking about FanDuel on this Monday. The Minnesota Twins are red hot. Yes, I never thought I'd say it, but they are. They've won 8 out of 10 out of the All-Star break. They swept the White Sox, and they're back home tonight. Favored against the Seattle Mariners with Kenta Maeda on the mound. Minus 102 to bet the Twins. Over-under is 8. You can bet the Twins and all Major League Baseball at FanDuel which is an official partner of Major League Baseball. New customers get 10 times their first bet amount in bonus bets, up to $200. So if you put 20 on the Twins, whether they win or lose, you're going to get 200 back from FanDuel. You can put that on the money lines, the over-unders. You can put it on the next golf tournament, 3M Open in the Twin Cities this weekend. You can bet on that, and it's all at the safe, secure FanDuel Sportsbook app or FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel.com slash Lockdown. Go there to claim those up to $200 in bonus bets. FanDuel, an official partner of Major League Baseball. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Well, Sam, you're right. Like, as you like, even when you said that, like I had read like this was weird. Like we we talk about the show ahead of time. So I kind of read these questions last night a little bit. I did my research uh, on some of the stuff. We'll talk about that in the Daily Three. I did my research last night of everything that took place in Chanhassen, Minnesota uh, on Saturday afternoon. There's also like Instagram intel, because, again, like I said, we we are friends with them, friends of friends as well. So uh, one of my wife's and my daughter's friends, mom was like with 
the family we're going to talk about in the daily three on Saturday. So we have some actual Intel into this whole thing as well. Mm. Um, so I, you know, cause my wife, like we jump back to Instagram, like, well, let me see what time that was. Like when were they together at the beach? Cause they went to the beach Saturday and then they blah, blah, you know? So, um, we, we, we kind of went through that whole gambit last night of like, man, um, also because we know our kid hangs out with that family and that family hangs out with them as well. And so just safety reasons too. I wanted to check and make sure. And so I always look into this stuff, but, I started to realize when I started looking at the questions, I'm like, wait, training camp is really here. Like, it doesn't feel real. Like, it feels like we were saying, like, oh, it's a month away. Oh, it's three weeks away. It's two weeks away. People, this is not a drill. It's here. So it's time to jump into content. Oh, sorry. Content or concerned. Sam, it is it good away. content, though. It is good content. <laughs> it's good content. But are we content or are we concerned? Take it away. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is how on the ball I was. I I was under the impression that it started Saturday because that's the first practice with fans in the stands. But actually, the first practice is Wednesday. So I was caught off guard as well. Um, Concerned or content, Ron? I'm going to give you three position groups of the Vikings that lost key veterans. Mm -hmm. I want you to tell me how you feel. Concerned or content, starting with the running back position without Dalvin Cook. Uh, I'm going to be honest, Sam. I was the first. Like, I'm seeing a lot of people tweet stuff. Seen a lot of people put messages out there now, like running back salary caps and and who wins the Super Bowl. Uh, the here's the last couple Super Bowl. With I don't know if you remember Sam, but I do. I went on the Pat McAfee show the day Dalvin Cook was cut. I came on the Ron Johnson show the day Dalvin Cook was cut. I went on the Locked On uh, round or not round table. Sorry, the football party the day Dalvin Cook. And do you remember what I what I mentioned? I had a list of running backs, and what. Like, were they a top 10 running back and did they win the Super Bowl? And I gave you an entire list other than Marshawn Lynch. And I gave you guys that stat. Nobody's won a Super Bowl with a top 10 running back. Definitely not top five. Marshawn Lynch was the closest because he was top six. So I looked at teams with a top five running back and have they won a Super Bowl? It hasn't happened. I mean, I didn't go back far enough, but I went back at least long enough to matter. Like, I went back to, yeah, like, I don't know. 10 years. Two, yeah, I went, like, 10 or 15 years. I'm like, that's all that matters. Like, who cares about 20, 20, 2000, 2001, 2002? And I probably could go back to that and probably find the same answer, Sam. I think it's kind of a trend. But then you look at Marshawn Lynch. He was six. They won it that year. Also, when it comes to salary, Ben Lieber tweeted this because it, it coincides with it. No team has had a running back with a high cap hit to their team, meaning like over 5% or 4 to 5%, and won the Super Bowl, except for Marshawn Lynch. Again, it was him, 2013, so I bought that up. So I've already kind of thrown that out there, Sam, that no, I'm content. I'm not concerned because of that stat. Like it's, 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 we, we keep saying it's a passing league. Now, it's always been kind of a league where like if you have a high-value running back, maybe your quarterback's not as good or high-paid. If both are, then maybe you're lacking receivers. If all three are, then you don't have an offensive line. And I think that's what you're seeing in teams like the uh, the Browns, you know, when they had OBJ and then they had uh, – then they tried to get Deshaun Watson and they had Nick Chubb. and all, Like you have too much offensive power and you don't have an offensive line. Look at the Patriots. They never had a running back that was like great. They always had good running backs but not great. The time they did, they actually lost, I think, when they had Maroney and, and Randy Moss. Like, that's what's so crazy about this whole thing is, like, it's, 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 we can't, and we could say, like, look, the Giants just ruined the Patriots, and Lawrence Maroney was a first-round pick. But, again, he was still on this rookie deal, though. So there's a thing to that. Maybe it is draft the guy early, get him, use him, and move on. And that's why people are saying, like, Isaiah Pacheco for uh, the Chiefs. 
He's going to be 28 or 29 before he gets a second deal, which means he's probably not going to get a big time second deal. He's going to become a journeyman, maybe like Jet McKinnon. Like that's that's the tough thing about this league, and that's why so many people are upset. Like he just won a Super Bowl for you guys. He's your your number one running back. Like let him out of his contract next year. Like make him play one more year and then give him a deal. Like let him get paid because he's going to beat up his body for the next five years because he has to play under his rookie deal. And then you guys can franchise him. So it's it's you know it, it's one of those things where Sam, like I am content with Alexander Madison because I know the formula works. I don't know what about you. Yeah, I'm content as well. Um, I would prefer if they don't take all of Dalvin's work and just give it straight to Alexander Madison. I'd like them right. to divvy that up a bit because I want to see Ty Chandler. I want to see Kenei Wangwu and Dwayne McBride. I'd like to, to give them an opportunity to shine and maybe one of them emerges and is the next Pacheco, right? Like maybe McBride is the seventh round pick that everybody talks about this year and says, wow, look what the Vikings found in the final round of the draft. Uh, give him that chance. Allow him the space to do something like that um, instead of giving all of the work to Madison. Split it up a little bit. That, that's what I'm hoping for, um, and I think the Vikings will do. Uh, second one, Ron, Vikings lose Eric Kendricks. Mm -hmm. So now it's Jordan Hicks, it's Brian Asamoa, and uh, a lot of backups that we're not super confident in. How do you feel about that position group without EK? Um, so I'm not going to count Daniil Hunter and Marcus Davenport because, yeah. you know, technically they are linebackers, uh, but they have them listed as like outside linebackers. So I'm not going to count those guys in there. Like Andre Carter, the second, I want to see, like, he was a freak of nature, but you got Daniel Hunter on there. You got Marcus Davenport, Patrick Jones, um, like that group, no concern. Like I'm looking at these DJ Wanham, you know, I'm looking at that group outside linebackers. I'm like, man, that's, that's nasty. And we haven't heard much about Daniel Hunter's contract, any of that stuff. So clearly it's either just quiet or they're just like, look, you're going to play under this, or maybe he's not going to show up. We don't know. He has to report tomorrow. So we'll see mm -hmm. uh, if he shows up, if he doesn't show up, if he's disgruntled, and then we'll have a better idea. But as far as that inside linebacker group, Brian Osamoa, like you said, Troy died, Jordan Hicks without Eric Hendricks. I am concerned. I'm a little bit concerned just because EK was such a, 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 a lightning, like a lightning piece. He was a, he was the battery like, you know, you could plug them into that defense and that battery's going to run. Um, I don't know where they're going to find that this year. And that's, that's, a, I'm a little concerned about that. I do think Brian Asamoah, because uh, we, we heard uh, Coach Chris Rump talk about like all the pieces of this defense and the guys he's excited about, Caleb Evans, Brian Asamoah, their speed, their youth, uh, how they can be used in this defense. Um, but I'm a little bit concerned. I am a little bit concerned about that. I don't know. What about you? Yeah, I would agree. Um, I think Asamoah is one of my favorite defensive players right now in terms of potential but we got to see it, right? Mm -hmm. We got to see it over a long period of time. Love the way he looked last year, though. I'm I'm bullish on him. Now, Hicks, great locker room guy, mm -hmm. smart football player. Like, he's going to direct traffic, and he's going to play that role that Kendricks played. I don't know if he can keep up physically for a full season. Like, we saw Asamoah replacing him a little bit last year, right? They were right. taking Hicks off the field. So now that if they're expecting Hicks to play every snap now, with Kendrick's gone, I don't know how that's going to go. So we, we, you know, and then you wonder, well, what's the depth? What's the depth situation like? And I don't mm -hmm. love the depth situation. You got Troy Reader, you got Troy Die, a couple of Troys in there, mm -hmm. uh, and then you got an UDFA and Ivan Pace. I, I'm just not loving what you have behind your starting two. So I am concerned. Yeah. Last one. One more. Cornerbacks. They're without Patrick Peterson, but really they're without everybody. I mean, mm -hmm. they 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 completely clean house. No Dantzler, no Peterson, no Sullivan, no Duke Shelley. I miss the Duke. 
Uh, how do you feel about the cornerbacks without all those veterans? We talked about Troy Dye. You talked about uh, Troy Reader. You got Helen of Troy. USC's Makai Blackman. I don't those know how players. I tried to tie that together, but those I tried players. to tie it together. You like that, right? Yeah. Uh, but when, honestly, though, when you look at like the rookies they bought in, so you look at Makai Blackman, we don't know what he's going to be. But we do know what a Caleb Evans is. We do, and we do know Andrew Booth free of injury. Now, see, we'll see if he's an injury-prone guy and he just can't get healthy. That does happen. It's not a. It, it's a negative when it's your team, and so people can say like, "Man, this dude never could get healthy." Um, but at the end of the day, we'll see what he looks like healthy because in college he was really good. Uh, he hasn't had a chance at all to really play. Um, maybe Ed Donatel's defense wasn't suited for what they had. Um, but that's what I'm interested to see. I'm interested to see. So I am content, and this is why. Brian Murphy Jr., talking to Ryan Clark from ESPN, he makes me calm in the Byron Murphy Jr. camp. Like, he makes me calm thinking about what Byron Murphy can be. Uh, Patrick Peterson was a great leader. He was a, He's a Hall of Famer, in my opinion, cornerback-wise. Uh, I don't know if he's actually going to get there, but I think he is. I mean, he's done a lot for this league. Uh, he's made a name for himself. Uh, really solid cornerback, um, but athletically, he was not what he used to be. Uh, we'll see because the Steelers, we know, play a lot of cover two shell, and I think that's why he picked the Steelers. They run a ton of three four with a cover two shell where it's two man or two high. They don't do a ton of man and like rock and roll and crazy defenses. If you think about Ryan Clark and Troy Palmalu, most of the highlights they were both always back there somehow some way like they get to it even if they're on different levels it's still too high because they're both kind of roaming their half if you if you're not threatened like if the half of your field is not threatened you don't have to get deep and that's what I liked about the Steelers defense it's kind of always been the same defense forever because it's been the same coaches forever uh Dick LeBeau forever like you know like it's just it's been the same stuff forever and so that's why I like the Steelers so when you think about that with Patrick Peterson I can see him fitting there with the Vikings it's gonna be a new look they got to move around they got to do some stuff but I think uh Brian Flores is going to get enough out of these guys and I'm content with these corners because they're young uh, Caleb Evans we saw he was really good and then he had the concussions so hopefully this whole offseason not having to put a helmet on not having to take a hit give his brain time to relax and calm down and and hopefully he can make it this entire season healthy because I said it when he got drafted Sam you remember this on the show I said with his size his length and his speed we tried to get him on the show maybe we got to reach back out again yeah uh, size length and speed he 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 to me can be one of the best cornerbacks out there like his on this team I mean sorry um and so I just think he gives you something at six four that not a lot of people give you which is if he's beat he has the power and the speed and the arm the reach to knock balls down. If you watch Sauce Gardner, I don't know if you saw that highlight, Sauce Gardner, Gary Wilson, one-on-one. Gary Wilson had him beat. Had him beat by like a step. Sauce Gardner's 6'3", though. Like he's long. That arm reached it out, boom, knocked it down, no problem. Didn't panic, even though he couldn't get, because a lot of guys would be reaching for Gary Wilson, like, oh, man, come back here, come back here, and they get a flag. Sauce just stayed in phase and said, let me just run full speed with him. Let me stay right on this hip. As soon as he reaches, I'm a reach. And he looked, boom, knocked the ball down. And I think a Caleb Evans can do the same thing, and that's why I'm content with the cornerbacks. I don't know. What about you? Yeah, I you're you're talking me into it a little bit. Um, and I like your positivity. I think I'm <laughs> I'm gonna go the other way. I'm gonna be concerned. Okay. Because I it's the same as I said with Asamoa. I gotta see it. Like I, I like Evans, I gotta see it. I like Booth, he's injury prone. I gotta see more. Um, I got to see it with Blackman like and and if you have any liabilities at that position, they're going to get exposed or 
It's going to take a lot of attention from your safeties to try to help them. It's going to take a lot from your linebackers to try to help those people if they're struggling. Um, and I just have some PTSD from 2020 when they were thrown <laughs> out. Um, you know, the rookie Dantzler, rookie Gladney, yeah. Bolton Hill, Mike. Like I, I lived through that and I saw what happened. And I've got a little bit of flashbacks to that. So I'm going to be concerned. I'm going to be the negative guy just for now. We'll see if they change my mind. Well, it's understandable, but now it's time for the part of the show I love. It's the daily three. That's three questions, three minutes each. But SiriusXM, proud partner with SiriusXM, people. Love it. You can get the app, the SXM app. Just download it on the app market. I did it. It's very simple. It took me one minute. Depends on your internet. It might take you 20 seconds. But once it downloads, all you have to do is search Locked On Sports Minnesota. You'll have our app right there with you on the go. Also, you can play it in your car through your Bluetooth device. Or if you have SiriusXM in the car, those two work together and now you've created stations on your phone that can transfer over to your car but also you can get the twins brown uh, broadcast the minnesota twins hometown broadcast you can get on sirius xm the twins twins are coming off of a sweep sweep of the white Sox, and they face the seattle mariners tonight at 6 40 p.m catch every pitch of the hometown broadcast with the sxm app just search twins and you'll be right there in the action well Coming up next, we got the Daily Three. That's three questions, three minutes each. Take it away, Sam. All right, Ron, you alluded to this. Uh, Everson Griffin was uh, pulled over DUI on Saturday in Chanhassen. So pretty close to home for you, Ron. You're a Chanhassen guy as well. You said mm-hmm. you've got a little uh, information on this. Uh, tell me what you know and uh, your concern level about Everson Griffin now uh, post-career with his health. Well, the one thing I will say, Sam, is when you think about, and I'm going to take a little bit longer time on this, maybe 30 seconds on every other question, but I'm taking a little longer on this. I want to do this right. Yeah. Everson Griffin, uh, I've known him since uh, early on in his career. Uh, he and I became kind of cool, I guess you'll say, uh, as I started working for the Vikings, doing stuff for the Vikings, and doing the Vikings pregame show. Um, and then we started crossing paths through family, friends. Uh, I would show up to events. He would be there, vice versa. My daughter's doing softball. His son's on the other field doing soccer. So I would talk to his wife. Uh, when I saw him at the game, same thing. And so uh, I would text him whenever something happened and just say, hey, man, praying for you, love you, blah, blah. And then Halloween, my daughter goes out with him and his family and uh, their friends, and they all go trick-or-treating. And so when it comes to Everson Griffin, like I, I do care a lot about him. Uh, I, 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 when I looked at all the articles right now, it says impaired. It doesn't say drunk. It says suspicion of impaired driving. I will say this in Chanhassen, there's a lot of cops. I live here. There's a lot of cops everywhere. Every time I make a left turn, I've been pulled over before, uh, for going like five miles over. I've been pulled over before for going 10 miles here. This one, Sam, 10 miles mm-hmm. under, I was going 10 miles under the speed limit. I got pulled over. Now that one, we'll talk about it a different day. Cause that one was a very weird situation. The sheriff did end up showing up to my house and apologizing uh, hmm. at, at one point. Like, Hey, I heard about that. Cause I talked about it on K fan radio uh, when it happened. And you know, maybe the, I think the sheriff for Chan heard about it and he like reached out, wanted to come out personally and apologize for his uh, patrolman that did what he did. Um, but yeah, so I, so there are a lot of cops. Let me just say that there's tons of cops. Impaired driving just means maybe, swerving lane to lane maybe not using your turn signal uh we know everson griffin has admitted and come out and saying you know he's he's been diagnosed with bipolar uh and that comes with a little bit of depression too so i've run into him before meds if you don't take the right meds and that's why i think the vikings were happy to get him back because they're like look we know 
being in Minnesota is probably best for you. Uh, we've seen the stuff he's done on uh, Instagram Live when when he had an episode. Um, so it doesn't mean any. It doesn't mean alcohol. It could mean just impaired. Like he could have been having an uh, episode. His meds might have been working right. And so I I am truly just thankful nothing happened. I'm truly thankful nobody was hurt. Um, he wasn't speeding. So that's the other thing. It wasn't like a DUI with speeding. It was just impaired driving in Chanhassen. So meaning it was something was off. Something was off that the cops noticed and they pulled him over or they maybe he was just part. Like, we don't even know the whole story. So I will say this. Like, I haven't heard anything about him being drunk. Uh, my wife says she did look at the Instagram story of when he was at the beach with the family. We know that day. And so he, you know, it seemed fine. Everything seemed fine. So I'm guessing it has to be a medical thing. Um, and that's why it says he wasn't booked or charged with anything or sorry, charged. He was mm-hmm. arrested under suspicion and then released an hour later, which means an hour later, you don't release him if, if, if he's drunk and wasted, you know, like that, because you usually let him sober up and somebody, he was released, which means they got him there. They checked on him. And then it was like, yep, he's, you know, he's fine. You just need it. Maybe, maybe it was hot or whatever. Maybe he needed like whatever medical attention. Maybe he needed his meds. Um, so I, I'm very thankful that he's okay. Um, am I concerned about Everson Griffin post career? No, not just the normal stuff. Like we, we know we, with older athletes, we have to keep an eye on CTE. Uh, Everson has admitted again, bipolarism. So we just have to keep an eye on him. But no, I'm not concerned about him. I, I see his kids at sports all the time uh, because of the fields. We're out here. His kids are out here as well. And so we run into them. And so we run into them at like, you know, fireworks and, and the, the the ice show during the winter we saw him. Uh, so no, I'm not concerned. I just, I just pray for his health and hope that his meds continue to work the way they're supposed to. Uh, what you got next? Yep. Well said by you. Um, let's move to baseball. The twins swept the White Sox over the weekend with a couple of late game comebacks. I think they scored two in the eighth on Saturday and scored three in the ninth yesterday to extend that game to extra innings. They beat them 5-4 in 12. Uh, so the Twins are on top of the Central now by three games, Ron, playing their mm-hmm. best baseball of the season. What is your confidence level in the Twins now, scale of 1 to 10? I'm scared to have confidence in them. I'm not going to lie. I'm scared because every time I do, they disappoint me, just like the Lions. That's why I'm gonna have a, I think I'm going to have a ton of confidence in the Lions this year just so they can disappoint me because then the Vikings win the NFC North. <laughs> reverse 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 yeah, exactly reverse jinx them i love the lions you're gonna win it all let's go let's go let's go and then they're gonna be six and ten and or six and eleven and everybody's like dude you you were hype on your lions and look at them yep i'm gonna do it i'm gonna reverse jinx the lions but no um i have a little bit of confidence in the fact that something like i know rocco Deli had a conversation with those guys pj fleck throughout the first maybe pj maybe pj gave those guys a speech and now the twins are on the boat maybe the twins are taking those bats and they're rowing the boat. I don't know. Because ever since PJ has thrown out the first pitch and been out there, went out with his family, the Twins have been doing it. They're three games ahead. So I do have a little bit more confidence in them now, but not a ton. I don't know. What about you? Yeah, uh, I like seeing the bats come alive a little bit. Um, you know, the last two days, they kind of they pitched their way to victory, and they got some timely hitting. At some point, you can't rely on comebacks, right? Mm-hmm. Late-game comebacks aren't going to happen all the time. They did happen to uh, to occur Saturday and Sunday, but I'd like to see a little more consistent hitting approach. I still worry about Buxton. Uh, I still worry about Correa. Like some of the, some of the bats are still a little quieter than I'd like. So I think you're right to be cautious on this, Ron. I really do. Uh, last one, uh, ESPN of course has been ranking the top ten at every position. I'm going to read you the top ten receivers. Tell me if you think there's anything wrong with the list. Okay. Justin Jefferson, Devonte Adams. Jamar Chase, Tyreek Hill, 
Cooper Cup, Stefan Diggs, A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, mm. Terry McLaurin, mm. and C.D. Lamb. Now, these are the honorable mentions you did not make the list. Hmm. Debo, Mike Evans, T. Higgins, Garrett Wilson, Jalen Waddell, and Devontae Smith. How do you feel about that? Um, I'm a little concerned that DeAndre Hopkins is not on there. Like, I feel like D-Hop has not done anything to not be on the top 10 list. I think he's yeah. done everything to be on the top 10 list and definitely an honorable mention. So I don't know if it's the team change. I don't know if people don't like the way he for- tried to force him way out of his situation again. Um, but Cardinals suck. So why would you want to be there? Um, and they have 0% chance of making the Super Bowl. Like, of course he's going to want to leave. Jonathan Gannon was like, I don't want to be there. So I don't know. I I, I think the, I think DeAndre Hopkins was a little bit of a snub. Other than that, here's the thing about those lists. Like Mike Evans, not Mike Evans, um, no, Mike Evans, yeah, he should have been up there. I was thinking of Michael Thomas. I'm like, Michael Thomas hasn't even dressed up. Um, right. Stefan Diggs, yeah, I, I think the usual suspects are on there. I think what they're doing is they're taking last year's numbers, projecting this year's possibilities, and then they're putting it together. I think they got it right with Justin Jefferson at one. Um, who was two? Was it Jamar Chase? or No, Devontae two Adams was, was Devontae. Yep, yep. I, I like that. Um, Jamar Chase was what, fifth? Third. Jamar Chase third. So Tyreek fourth. Yep, so this is where I go with that one. I told you that when I said the Madden numbers, I didn't like the fact that Jamar Chase was so low as a Madden rating. The NFL yeah. knows he's a top three receiver. So exactly. I'm, I've been vindicated by the NFL because I told you on the Ron Johnson show, Sam, I said, I don't like how they did Jamar Chase. He should be right with Cooper Cup or right below Justin Jefferson. And so the NFL, I'm vindicated. Like we know Madden doesn't always get it right. Um, like I think they have my strength way too low, but that's that's just me. I should have been like a, a 90, 92, 93 strength. And then, yeah, you could do the other numbers how you do it, Madden. But, yeah, I don't think they always get it right. But, no, I, I think that list is right. I think the, the, the DeAndre Hopkins was snubbed. But he's going to use that as fuel for the season. Um, so it's going to be it's gonna be interesting to see the receivers that didn't deserve to be on that list anyway, but they're going to, like, at some point mention it in their press conferences because everybody's kind of reporting now. We, we've already seen Packer – or uh, Packer. Woo! Aaron Rodgers, Jets highlights. Like, that's like that's what felt weird. Like, seeing Aaron Rodgers link up with uh, – with uh, Sauce Wilson. Gardner. Well, Sauce Gardner first. He got his. I don't know if you saw that. He gave him a chain, and then oh uh, yeah, which yeah. I'm like that looks like a. Eight. I mean, I know we know we know eight is 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 Aaron Rodgers now, but I'm like that eight chain feels a little bit more like Kirk Cousins. Like Aaron Rodgers is is being is doing what Kirk Cousins does. We'll talk about that tomorrow, um, or maybe Wednesday. But I got to talk about that because that chain felt like a little Kirk Cousins ish uh, is what what uh, Sauce was trying to get out of Aaron Rodgers. But yeah, no, it's it's weird seeing highlights and then realizing like, man, people are actually in packs. Like they're in helmets and they're playing and fans are out there. So it's it's here. Like I haven't been by TCO. I'll be by there this week because we, you know, I'll be out in that area for softball. So I'm going to, you know, stop in and out as I'm out there, depending on their practice. And it coincides with the games of our time. Like it like like the Vikings just I text them back uh, and I said, hey, yep, I, I got to do this on Thursday for my daughter's softball. They're like, I feel like softball dad is your identity. I'm like, it kind of is. Like it, it kind of is like right now it's my identity. It's going to be my identity for probably the next five years until my daughter graduates high school. And who knows what happens out of that? Maybe she keeps playing after, maybe she doesn't, but yeah, for at least the next five or, and then I got my younger daughter. So nine years of uh, softball. So yeah, my, my identity is going to become softball dad well into my, to my, to my late fifties uh, with all the nine years. My math is terrible. My early fifties. Cause I'll be 51, uh, 52 by the time they're both into college and one will be graduating. But Man, I just feel old even saying that, Sam. Feels really old to say that. 
But I'm Ron Johnson. That's Sam Ekstrom. I want to thank you guys for joining us today on the Ron Johnson Show. Also, remember, and remember, you can get all the Locked On Minnesota Sports content by just going to YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartMedia, wherever you get your podcasts. Also, Roku, Amazon Fire. They have apps on there, and they're at market. Just search Locked On Sports Minnesota, and then we have SiriusXM as well. So wherever you get it, we want to thank you. But remember, you get all the local experts. It's now football season, people, so you're going to get a ton of football content. The press conferences, all the biggest news. When big plays happen, just check out Locked On Sports Minnesota. We'll have it all for you. But I'm Ron Johnson. That's Sam Extra. I want to thank you, and have a great day, guys. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.